episode, Team of Fans. Tonight we're discussing Season 6, Episode 3, Sundowning, with special guest Cody St. New. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. I just fade away. Oh, yeah. Take it off. Uh-oh. Are we taking our... We're taking it all off. Come on, Cody. We didn't get to see you this episode. Come on. I know, I know. So we're going to do it here. We're going to get Cody to do his shirtless his shirtless scene right here on AfterBuzz TV. The, the Brett Talbot. Yes. Shirtless. For the, for the, we're going to do a formal introduction, guys. So I'm your host for this evening, Kristen Elizabeth Snyder. You can follow me at Cinematic Escape. And you can follow AfterBuzz TV at AfterBuzz TV. And we are discussing season six of Teen Wolf, episode three, Sun Downing. Joining me, AfterBuzz TV host Elena Jordan. What up? I'm Elena Jordan. You can find me on Twitter at Elena Jordan and on Instagram at that Elena Jordan girl. And our special guest plays Brett Talbot on MTV's Teen Wolf. Please welcome Cody St. New. What up, guys? <laughs> Show us a good move, Cody. Come on. Show us a good. Oh, what? Okay, now you do it. Oh, oh. Look at that. <laughs> I love it. Okay, we're gonna, have, we're gonna have timeouts every once in a while where we're gonna want the dance music back on so Cody can teach us a move. Oh, I'm down. Let's okay. get it. Let's we're gonna have it. our own Nathan's party right here. That's right. But it's the gonna after be Brett's party. After party. Boom. Yes. And Boom. Nathan's party. Brett's and if you party. are in here, you are protected from the Ghost Riders. That's true. <laughs> we brought the sage. <laughs> Mountain Ash mount. dance party. Yeah, exactly. If you guys at home want to call in, the number to ask Cody a question is 424-253-0504. It's in the lower part of the video, but again, it's 424-253-0504. Last week when Kylan Rambo was in, who plays Mason, unfortunately, there were so many people calling in that you guys broke the internet, a.k.a. our phone lines, so it didn't work. But we're going to hopefully... It works tonight. We've made some adjustments, so thank you guys for being patient on that. But you can always go to AfterBuzzTV.com and chat with us. We can see your chats, and the engineer is going to put it up on a screen for us. So we can read your questions there as well. If you can't get through, just go to the chat. And let's go ahead and get to the episode. What Such an episode. <laughs> wow. Cody, what was your favorite part of this episode? Oh, man. Just a scene. You know, my favorite scene, probably out of the whole thing, was... I really like Lyndon talking about his uh, past. Yeah. I think that that was a really cool just close-up, and uh, there was, it was very vulnerable, and it was just a really well-done scene. Also, to add on to that, that uh, turnaround, time for my medicine. Yes! Oh, so good. That was a great scene. We really loved Grandpa I think that one Elias. might be actually my favorite. Yeah, <laughs> I would agree with that. Well, I want to talk about what it's like, because we want to talk about Mr. Douglas, the teacher. And for you, you are such a nice guy, but you play all these badass <laughs> dudes. Brett is kind of a jerk on the show. He's getting better. He's getting better. Uh, he, he, you know, he hasn't got to, he hasn't made the appearance yet, but uh, what I am allowed to say about season six and Brett is that all mm. claws point to him being back. Yeah. <laughs> so, some more um, Brett. Yeah, and there's some, it's going to be cool. 
I'm That's excited. I'm excited. But so what I want to know is like, how do you channel that bad guy? Like, where do you go for that kind of influence in your acting since you're such a nice guy? I know that's not like you personally. Yeah, no. Um, you know, here's the thing. Uh, everybody has a dark side. Everybody has a light side. Everybody has a dark side. We all have a very pretty side. We all have a very ugly side. And part of being an actor and, and any artist is accepting both of those and being very honest with yourself. And um, so, you know, when you're doing stuff like that, uh, you know, you're thinking of every, every person you actually really hate. <laughs> and so, you know, um, I think it's it's stuff like that. And also, you know, a little imagination too, you know, because clearly, I, yeah, so that's that's what I do. <laughs> no, that's great. And, and that's, I can see that, but it's so hard for me to be like mean. Like, people have to really upset me. So, that would be interesting. I, I don't really know how to reach that dark. There must be like tactics that you practice. Well, here's, here's also this there's, you ever have those moments where it's like, man, I really wanted to tell that person off because they're such an asshole. But yes. guess what? In acting, you really get to. Yes. You get to be that ugly. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline person and it's a safe controlled environment it's like ah got that out of me i'm gonna go be a better person (laughs) so it's like you get revenge controlled revenge yeah (laughs) because and you use that in your act i freaking love that absolutely it's true people are saying in the chat grandpa styles is a jerk we will get to that i think it was a jerk i loved grandpa elias so i don't know Feel no, like, you, know, uh, you didn't his love son him? and the glass working its way out of his shoulder might have some other feelings. Okay, we just have to talk about him. We can't ignore him. Let's talk about him first. So the whole pack realizes obviously that you know they're missing something, and then Malia's taking her test and freaking out, and and then the word Styles comes up, and Stalinsky says that that was actually his father's nickname in the army, and the the pack decides that they need to track down Elias who is Stalinsky's father, even though Stalinsky is very against it. And we learn, like you said, from the scars, that he was actually an abusive father. And so the pack goes, breaks into the nursing home, and they have this conversation with him where they are just trying to figure out what he remembers. And you guys made sense of this and and why, you know, Stiles wasn't really erased from his memory. So can you guys talk about that? Well, what we kind of hypothesized as we were watching is that because he has dementia and because it it's altering the states of memory, his state is already altered. So the ghost writers aren't able to fully erase his memory because he's already... It, his his mind's already been cemented in a different time era, yeah. so there's nothing present mm. for them to shift, I feel. 1975 is the time that he or thinks 76 it is. Or 76 or something, yeah. yeah. It's not until he sundowns and then Lydia uses the math to get him to focus back... They lose their faculties after sundowning. I learned so he much about it. I didn't know anything. nicer, yeah. though, when he has dementia. That's horrible to say, but he's so much nicer <laughs> than when he, like, gets back into And he's like, are the brains getting smaller with the skirts? I love that. <laughs> I know. <gasps> I have Malia's reaction. I'm like, claws out, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like... Okay. Oh. Hello, caller. What's your name and where are you from? 
Okay. Oh. All right. Call us back. Off. We just uh, dropped the caller. Must have dropped can, off. Can but. we also talk about how badass Belia is? Like, <gasps> the, like, dude, she's just taking no names, no prisoners, no nothing. She's Head taking a lot of people. pencils. Yeah, snap. Uh, well, the thing was, oh snap. <laughs> Styles was really her anchor, obviously, and yeah. he's the one who taught her to control it. So the fact that he's not there now, she's just like unleashed this season, hey. if, if you might say. <laughs> Look at Kristen coming in with the fun. Fellow Punisher, high five. You, you high five me. Wearing Did you say off Punisher, on me. like yeah, I'm a Punisher. That's oh, oh, okay, so great. <laughs> Cray Cray Tay Tay has a question for you, Cody. She wants to know, does Brett get a girlfriend or boyfriend this season? Uh, I can't tell you. Okay. <laughs> well, we have a caller on the line. Let's see what they think. Caller, what's your name? Where are you from? Uh, my name is Karante Paul, and I'm from Washington, D.C. Awesome. Thanks for calling Where's in. He from? He's from Washington, D.C. Oh, cool. What's up? How are you? Hello? Yeah, did you have Can a question you for your, Cody? Uh, your speakers yes. down a little bit so uh, we don't hear us. Cody, see you. Uh, what's it like playing a bisexual Buddhist werewolf? <laughs> uh, playing a bisexual Buddhist werewolf? Um, well, you know, I have to tell you, I haven't really got to dive into that part too much of Brett. So, you know, um, it's an honor, though, to, to have such a title because... Um, you know, I think playing like LGBT, you know, characters, there, there's a there's a responsibility there to keep spreading the word of, you know, how that's okay and, and, you know, to just love yourself and to be confident. Like, your heroes are on TV, you know, these characters that you look up to. So, you know, to have that title, it's an honor, but to actually, the actual experience of it, all Brett's really got to do is dance in the club with a guy and a girl at the same time. <laughs> so it's about Sounds the pretty good for me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, yeah, Kalante. Did you have another question you wanted to ask? Uh, does Brett get any love interest this season? <laughs> so at the chat, well, everybody wants to know. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know. Don't know. That means he can't answer, so let's hope so. Well, Kalante, thank uh, you so much <laughs> for calling in. We really appreciate the fan support. Have a great night. I love you guys. Bye. Bye. Love, love you. Bye. Aww. I show Malia and too. Brett in tone. <laughs> Styles comes back. Malia and Brett. Malia and Brett would, would be the scariest couple ever. Oh, yeah. Just walk ruthless. into the party and be like, we own this place now. I could ship that. What about you guys? Malia and Brett. That'd be I like way. it. <laughs> People are saying they're watching our show at work overtime, baby. Yeah. That's right. Good job, Erica Walker. We appreciate it. And, and CC Freak, we love it. All about it. All about it. Okay, so back to Grandpa Elias. Like, his acting was amazing. I was like, I couldn't, I didn't write, like, anything down when we were taking notes because I was so focused on what he was going to do and say next. I just really was into that scene. His, uh, his performance, the, the the innocent, you know, unknowing uh, senior citizen, uh, to then just this aggressive, like even the whole body. If you even notice, he was he was slouched, and then it was like you could feel the army general in him like come back out, and you're just like, wow. And 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 also really big kudos to Jeff on all those turnarounds like that. Yeah, that's yeah. really cool, uh, keeping you on your toes writing. That's awesome. Having that one line, the when he's talking about the army, and he's like, "The best years of my life," and we're all like, "What?" And then he changes into the like drill sergeant, basically, and you're like, "Okay, now we get it." Is yeah. it time for my medicine? <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect. Like, I'll give you your medicine, old man. You stop talking about my skirts and my brain. <laughs> yeah, there was this line that Mr. Douglas had pointed out that um, gr- the greater the power, the greater the control. 
So we kind of slipped into that with Grandpa Elias saying that, you know, those were the best years of his life. But we do get that line when he's yelling, Stalinsky comes in, breaks up the pack, tells them to leave, and then we get what they came there for. We get that line where he says, you know, you act like I'm not even here. He says to Stalinsky, and mm. he's like, go be with your... Go back to your dead, dead wife, wife and your loser son. Yes. Which also mean, <laughs> God... <laughs> Yes, but this is also, like, the seed now is planted in Stilinski. What did he mean? My wife's not dead. And he brings up that dream later when he's telling Scott that, you know, we find out that great information that he was going to name his son after Claudia, his wife's father. And she said... Which they do. Which they did. But then don't give us the name again. We will never know his name. We're getting closer, though. his first name. It's going to happen this season because they keep bringing it it up. It better. Yeah. If I never find out Styles' first name, I'm just going to make it up. This I'm is what I think. Sulskin. Little prediction here, early in the show, I know, but little prediction. <laughs> I'm reading stuff they're writing. It's so funny. Um, I think that whenever Styles does come back and his father sees him or whoever sees him, they're going to call him by his real name. That's how we're going to figure it out. Ooh, that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Little prediction coming at you. Okay. But let's... I do love that line. No matter what, we, it won't matter anyway because we'll just call him Styles. Yep. So we're getting closer to everyone remembering him. Thank goodness. Um, I want to talk about Mr. Douglas before we get into the party scene. Now, this was really crazy. We we learned a lot this episode about him. We were right. He was not just charming. Elena Elena thought he was just charming. I, I was knew like, he's a he bad was going to be bad. I just wanted him to be charming. Anytime they're like, look, look at this attractive man. Mm. Then he's like, I'm a jerk. You. <laughs> 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 I'm always very weary of these attractive men, and uh, I knew he was bad news. Um, so it's confirmed he's the Nazi werewolf that broke out last season. No, not the fans <laughs> were correct. She's still in denial. <laughs> Hello, caller. What's your name and where are you from? Oh, hi. My name's Jane, and I'm from Georgia. Oh, hey! Georgia. What up, fellow Georgia? Elena is also from Georgia. Do you have a question for Cody? Thanks so much for calling in. Okay. Okay. Um. Do you just so, like? Um. Oh, okay. I'm so nervous. Now. I don't even know why. Oh, Lydia don't be. Or don't be. Styles and Malia. What, what about what Styles I'm, and Malia? Who do you? Do you like Styles and Malia or Stidia? Oh man, I get asked this all the time. I got asked this last time, and I'm gonna keep it to the original. I think, uh, you know, true love's got to find its way back. Stidia. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yep. Holding Stidia it down. And then shit, Brett and Malia. It's perfect. <laughs> How do you feel about Brett and Malia? <laughs> do you like that combination? Yes. <laughs> I love it. She's, I was waiting for the, the no. The fans have confirmed it. Well, thank you so much for calling in. We really appreciate your support. Oh, no problem. Love you guys. Love, love you too. You. Have a great night. Have a good one, sweetie. You too. Aww. Aww. I love it. I love your it. fans are the sweetest people in the world. No. I'm I, not even kidding you. Not mine. It's it's team it's team wolf. They graciously let me come into that. It's uh they they are the best and you know, anyone that you know, has been following me through that. I I love you guys. No, well, congrats to you, and I just we love watching you. So thanks. Oh, it's I mean, it's not just them; it's you and your performances. So we thank really you. appreciate it, I and thank you for all coming on our show and entertaining yeah, again. Thank you <laughs> for calling in. I love that. Yeah. family. 
But more about Mr. Douglas. Mr. No. Douglas. So, okay, yes, he's confirmed the Nazi werewolf. And then we find out from J.R. and Melissa that somebody's going around biting the necks of people to take out the penal gland. And, um, or is it the, the oh. skull or the neck? Is They're the biting the, the skull neck. so that they can get to the penal gland, which is right in the center of your brain. It's in between the two hemispheres. And yeah, Dr. St. New, um, can you explain this to us? <laughs> yeah. Well... Uh, no, a little bit actually, yeah, the penile gland from what a little bit of research, uh, all three of us did, I'm not a scientist, we totally looked this up, yeah. um, is, you know, the penile gland is all about, uh, your youth and beauty and someone's, uh, what's this? It's as we age, our penile glands calcify. It's what's in charge of keeping your circadian rhythm and making sure you sleep right. Yeah, that. Which makes sense, because the Nazi werewolf is so old. I mean, he was kept alive by the dread doctors in those tanks, so he's been alive forever, so it makes sense that he's eating these penile glands to stay young. It's called the third eye, because it's supposed to be what contains your soul. Yeah, he's he's taking everyone's essences. He's going to be like schizophrenic after all that, I think. He's not going to know who he is. <laughs> I mean, something's going on. And we something's also saw on. that he's using the helium, of course, yes. for his cough. So just a lot and of... his voice doesn't change, which upsets me. <laughs> <laughs> I really just, like, wouldn't it be awesome if he's like, I'm very scary and I'm coming to get you guys? Like, it'd be That'd terrifying be and amazing at the same time. I'd love time. to hear his, his growl, like the howl with helium. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the alpha growl. We know he's an alpha because he's got the red eyes. Uh, but he's the yeah. alpha that you find by the high-pitched howl. People want to know, was Douglas created by the Dread Doctors? I don't think so. I think he was preserved in those tanks over time. And they were like... I don't think he was created. I think he was kept as an experiment. Yeah, I think so. And no, he's a little Frankenstein on the loose. But we don't have that much time left, so I want to get to this missing people party. So Gwen's sister is gone. The only one who believes there is Hayden and the pack decides they need to throw a party to keep Gwen safe because Gwen doesn't even believe that these ghost riders exist. How much did you guys love the freaking party though? The party was amazing. (laughs) I did not love how skeptical Gwen was. Like I'm like, if your sister's missing, this is the only person who Wouldn't you believe any theory? Yeah. What do you think? I kind of completely disagree. Really? Like I'm on that was like I knew we were that was like something we were gonna have different opinions on because <laughs> what I think is really cool what's settling in to Beacon Hills is the reality of it. Mm-hmm. The real reality of someone like yes, there is some weird stuff going on, but the reality of someone trying to tell you that there's werewolves or there's ghost riders kidnapping you and all this, like to any normal human high school or any sane person, they're gonna look at you like you're crazy. And yeah. so I like for me at least, I liked a little bit of the reality in that. It brought it back to a, a real uh, I feel what it could have been more organic of a altercation between them. I agree with that because she was playing defense and the victim being like, oh, you guys are just making fun of me now. It's just a joke to you. So I can understand yeah. that. Thanks for breaking it down for us, Cody. Always helping me see the other perspectives, <laughs> calming me down. So I want to know, and I need you guys, since you're scientists, to explain this. <laughs> so Ghost Rider comes and the pack starts battling him. And the entire party sees him once Corey touches him. Because now he's changed his state of existence, just like light particles, the waves. Once it's been touched, it's been altered, like the card from last episode. So lights are waves until it's perceived, and then it's light. As soon, well, I think it's what? just using the light as like a metaphor. Is like mm-hmm. the different planes is you know how it can be like the whole Schrodinger's cat thing. Is that it's depending on how it's measured, how it's perceived alters its existence. 
Dr. So, St. New, what do you think about this? I have a more uh, supernatural approach to it. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, something that a possibility could be is the same as light and dark, but how about visible and invisible? The fact that something that the matter is not really there, that he's in his form, touches that and reversed it. So it could be... I like uh, that, too. Could be something I like that. Like that. I like what you guys are doing here. I feel like it's different here. planes, like different dimension, almost yeah. like in the same like existence, but yeah. like he, because Corey, I don't think he disappears, I think he goes to a whole separate plane of existence. Mm-hmm. And that's the same one that the ghostwriters are in, so he's making that plane, he's bringing it into this plane of existence. So mm-hmm. instead of just being invisible... He can actually alter reality. Mm. I just love how much science they're teaching us this yeah. season on Teen Wolf because we have learned, we went through the Schrodinger's cat and all that and the states of existence changing, and now we're seeing that happen with the Ghost Rider, which was so cool. And then they, and of it course... it mirrors even in the personalities. Like, we see Corey so apprehensive and everything, and now he's starting to step up his game a little bit more and kind of come more into his power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like it. I was so happy that the pack handled this situation because Scott Liam even said to Scott, what am I gonna do and he's like you're gonna handle it yeah but you don't have to say i felt like scott was a little cold it wasn't Mm -hmm. i i i I get a lot of stuff's going on but i wish he would have been a little bit more nurturing and and told him like you got this not like figure it out i would have been like "Uh, (coughs) (laughs) i got you with that that was also very scientific yeah (laughs) (laughs) well for some reason and you guys have to explain this to me too since you are the scientists in house tonight in house scientists I failed science. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, all scientists do, right? Because you were just doing your own experiments. It was trial and error. I tried letter A and B and C. It was actually D, and so I failed all my tests. There you go. (laughs) That's really funny. Um, So my question for you guys. I love you, Mrs. Frame. (laughs) Whenever the hellhound, Parrish, he comes in, why does his presence affect the ghost rider and the ghost rider finally vanishes it's definitely not those bullets it's definitely not Mm-mm. seeing another gun pointed at him so what is it about the hellhound having a harbinger of death just stare you in the face i think uh i think the ghost well sorry i totally just cut you off no go ahead I well the, the, the ghost you know a ghost is like right in that in between like life and death and he is the harbinger of death so he is like the final step so it's almost you know he's like shutting the door on him or i don't know he, he's gonna get dragged somewhere I, don't know. I almost wonder if it's like because Scott was saying, okay, well, if everybody at the party saw them now, everybody's going to be taken. If that was almost the ghost writer, like the harbinger of death is like, I'm going to stop you. And he's just like, I'm not even going to fight you. Joke's on you, bro. I'm taking everybody at this party. Peace, Gwen. I like that. Uh, I think you're right about that also, but it's like yeah. he didn't... He was going to say it just like that, which is why they had to cover his mouth, because it's that sass talk. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, he sounds a lot like Elena Jordan when he talks, the ghost hey. rider. <laughs> um, but getting back to it, when is the original cast going to graduate 6A or B? I believe that's 6B. Cody, can you confirm? No. <laughs> I know nothing. He's saying I no. Um, I know as in I know nothing, not no or yes. It's I know nothing. <laughs> he doesn't, he can't give you guys spoilers. But I did see Cray Cray Tay Tay. Her birthday's December 19th, and she wanted to know if you'd wish uh, her a happy birthday. What's her name? Cray Cray Tay Tay. Cray Cray Tay Tay. I hope you have a very happy birthday, and, and, oh. and I hope that you get double the presents, even though you probably don't. But... Oh, for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, right. But what you did get. Is happy a happy birthday, birthday from Cody St. New. So you did just get double yeah. gifts. Like you're you're I, welcome. I suggest having your party in June. <laughs> so you can be Gemini's like us. 
Well, you can't be a Gemini. You weren't born. Bye, no. <laughs> but you can have your party with us. What if she's like, I'm a Gemini? Our, all of our screenshot people make a GIF of him wishing her happy birthday, and then it's a GIF gift. Oh. oh. <laughs> now we've got a lot of birthdays. We have Jane Shaw turning 16 in January. Oh, so many. Oh, happy birthday. All right. Well, you guys, I want to know, before we get into an interview with Cody... What do you guys think is going to happen next week? Can we roll predictions? Do you want to know what? Stalinsky? What we think of him? Yes. Bad one. Didn't work. I didn't know. She's the queen of puns, but I don't always get them. Um, So the chat was saying that they think that Gwen and Mason are next to disappear. What do you guys think? Mm. I think it's the whole party. I think so, too. You guys think the... I think everybody at the party... But it looks like Scott has a plan. It looks like he shuts down the school and keeps everybody in the school because he's like, we're not going to let everybody disappear. And it looks like Parrish is there, the hellhound, to try to help things. But you guys don't think so. You think everyone's going to be gone. I I think it's going to be like a, for me, my prediction, and I don't know, I really don't know, is it's going to be like a giant hostage situation. They're all going to be in a classroom, those select group of kids, and, you know, it's going to be the pack holding it down, trying to keep them away. That's what I think. What if basically everyone gets taken and it's like the town disappears it's like it's whole like own ghost riders town and then they have to (laughs) save all of beacon hills because at some point if you take the whole high school you're gonna notice like i went to school with more than three people there's no one in this town i mean tourists would notice right this is this is for sure a ghost town i mean maybe that's why there are very few tourists come to beacon hills they always get murdered immediately upon arrival that's true i'm pretty sure i'm from a ghost town actually now that i'm thinking about it because there's not a lot of people there so this makes sense i think i'm from beacon hills that's awesome (laughs) i love it there's nobody there but okay what do you guys think is going to happen with mr douglas like what is his end game here is he going to be working at all with the ghost riders like is are those story's gonna collide what's happening here oh man uh mr douglas i mean he's gonna keep stealing those penal glands or what i i i have no idea i honestly there's a weird part of me that thinks like the dread doctors are gonna come back and i don't know the, <laughs> like ghosts i don't know i think i don't know how cool would it be if in part b they just integrate all of the things that have happened and they all like a whole big like mass exodus and they all come to beacon hills all the monsters and they have to just like a whole like boom 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 wow. take them all out i hope not you like won an apocalypse a monster apocalypse I think that would be awesome monpocalypse that'd be the best way to shut it down <laughs> and then they like apocalypse. close the the whole vortex and they're like beacon hills safe forever <laughs> you're giving the teen wolf ending i just wanted next week i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> People in the chat saying they want Derek back. You guys, I really don't think that's going to happen. He's on. He's on Supergirl. Other, yeah, he's on Supergirl. He's you can busy go, being Superman. You can go there and check him out. They said zombie werewolf, Mister Douglas. I don't mm. know if he's so much of a zombie, but talking he's about Cor- we're not talking about Corey's braveness. What do you guys think about Corey being brave and and finally? You know, jumping in the pack. He was scared for so long. You know what I liked? Bring that up one more thing is. The courage that his boyfriend Mason gives him. I mean, how much courage do you guys get when you're in a relationship and you have that other person? They're one of my favorite giving you that courage. He's always like helping Corey out and building up his confidence, and Corey doesn't realize how much he like helps Mason too. They're so cute. I love them. 
<clears throat> I totally agree, and I think what's really cool is even Mason's character on a whole is really coming into his own as being the glue of the group and being the mm-hmm. peacemaker for everyone and, and bringing a, a calmness because he helps Liam, he helps everyone. And so um, I I like the direction of his character. I think it's really cool. Yeah, and I love how his boyfriend, Corey, is, has sort of been the key to the season, the yeah. fact that he can see the Ghost Riders and nobody else can unless they're being taken. Well, that's like the whole like their whole thing about states of existence and how it changes depending on how it's perceived. If he perceives, him, perceives himself as somebody who can only turn invisible, like they've said in you know, other, like, that's all he can do, and he kind of feels like he's not helping... Now that he's starting to gain his confidence, relationship courage. Yeah, it's like a yeah. whole thing hashtag. Where it's like it changes how <laughs> yeah. he perceives himself. Changes how he is. It makes him if he perceives himself as able to help, he, then he actually is. Yeah, he could totally branch off, almost like how Lydia is, like you know, evolved into so many other powers because of her confidence and you know everything she's gone through. One more question for you guys before we get we get into an exclusive interview with um, Cody is Mark Murphy wants to know: Can you guys talk about how Claudia is alive, but Allison is is still dead, even though Styles caused both their deaths? Did Scott's re- Scott or Styles really cause Allison's? Death? I, I don't feel think like so. Allison's that death was, was more. Um, that was her being like a hero. Yeah, I think that it, the implication is that Styles feeling guilty for his mom's death. We now know like that is something that is a reality for him. But yeah. as Allison was more of a product of the the situation, it was yeah. less like him specifically. And more everything that was happening. But that's a good question because I am wondering: Are they going to bring back more people? I want to know if Styles comes back. Does that mean Claudia disappears? Yeah, that's going to be really weird. Whoa. And is it a trade-off for poor Stalinsky? Like Noah Stalinsky has to be like, okay, bye. And she wife. died from dementia, and that's what Grandpa Elias has. Yeah, but, but I don't even know how how you die from dementia. Do you? I've never that, heard of that. No. So unless, unless you unless you've slipped into such another reality that you did something to harm yourself. That's the only thing I could think of. Yeah, and we had people commenting on the YouTube, um, Daldi, Piper Charms, Omar. Thank you guys all for commenting. Omar says, are people forgetting the rooftop moment at the hospital where Styles got to see the memory about his mother telling Sheriff Stalinsky that Styles did this to her, blaming her illness on him? So we did, kind of, but now you've reminded us. Thank you. But, yeah, we're not quite sure. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to us. Maybe you guys can look into this about why Claudia is back because it really wasn't they anything that Styles did. explain how the yeah. other timelines haven't been altered. Yeah, I agree with that. Well, now we want to get into an exclusive interview with Cody. Oh, <laughs> after this to be exclusive. Yes. So I know we've we've asked you some of these questions before, but I feel like our fan base changes a lot. Yeah. So we want to just see, um, you know, what were, like, your early influences and if you can remind them of sort of your background and, and what made you want to act. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, my early influences. Um, yeah, uh Basically, you know, I, a lot of you know, but for the, for those of you that don't know, I, I was adopted. Uh, I was adopted at the age of uh, 12. Um, I was taken away at 9. And so, you know, um, I came from, you know, a family of, uh, you know, uh, abuse and stuff like that. And I was a street kid, so I'm really from the streets. And so, um, you know, I got into it first modeling to impress a girl. But <laughs> Yeah, because she would never look my way. She... she <laughs> 
<laughs> so I thought so I became an Abercrombie model, she'd like me. Stop Did the story of how Did we she? met. Did she? Uh, you know what? By the time I started to get into everything, I put my thoughts and feelings into my work, I forgot about the girl. Mm. That it didn't did. ever really like me. <laughs> but, no, so, so the influence is definitely, like, I absolutely carry that stuff with me. Acting and entertainment and art in general, um, whether it's guitar or anything, acting, producing... Uh, I absolutely draw from that. And, um, you know, so those, those are absolutely my influences. And, of course, like, you know, everyday people I meet. Every, every day something new inspires me. So just being open to it. No, I, you have an awesome backstory, and I can see why you're so motivated and inspired. And thank you for doing what you do. Yeah. You definitely channeled that in a positive way that I feel like a lot of people from home can relate to. So it's good to hear those stories empowering people. Yeah, and, and, I, and I highly encourage you to find what is your, you know, like almost like mental medicine. And I'm not talking pills or medication by any means. Is I'm, it time for my medicine? <laughs> is it time? <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I like get into guitar. Find something that you can kind of just get lost in. Whether it's acting or something, and, and, I, and uh, you know, more people need art in their life. What are some of your favorite hobbies besides, you know, working and acting, just creative things? I know you mentioned guitar, but... Yeah, I, I picked up the guitar again, um, and uh-huh. I started playing it. I'm learning uh, the song Fast Car by Tracy Chapman. Oh, and next that. time you come on, you're going to play for us? <gasps> yes! Oh my god, that'd be a cool <laughs> goal. Maybe That's I our will. intro music for the next yes. time you're here. Oh you play my our god, intro. but every like, guitar player's be like, that sucks, it's such an easy song. No. <laughs> no, but it would be inspiring to everybody who knows that you're going to learn it for our next show. You know what? I'm, I'm going to try, I'm going to do it. Yes! I will do it. Yes! I'm going to do it. <laughs> Sweet, I'm excited. We got you. Uh, People want to know who are your favorite, who's your favorite character on the show? Uh, my favorite character on the show, um, I would have to say probably, you know who I really liked was Gideon Emery, who played the blind, and I, and I, uh, got to actually get to know him a lot better on, uh, in, where was it, I think it was London, we had a Comic Con, or an appearance thing together, and, um, he's such a cool guy, and he's just so talented. I mean, just his style. You know, there's really talented people, and then there's their style. And I really like his. Not to be confused with Styles, who's still (laughs) missing. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, but for those of you who don't know, um, Gideon Emery, he played the blind werewolf. And he was had been on our show a few times. Yeah, he's a really awesome guy. And then later, faked blind. So good! Yeah, of course you like the villains. (laughs) I do, I know. I know. I've always liked the villains, actually. I've always thought that they were cool. Like, I was like, man, they're just dark and mysterious. Who's your favorite Disney villain? Ooh. Um, um, My favorite... Or if you could play a Disney yeah, villain in real life, or any villain, any villain. Who do you want to play? We're turning this question into like multiple questions. Um, <laughs> hmm. Dis- I don't know too many Disney villains. I don't even know if she's a villain, but like some character, I think she's just so badass as Maleficent. Yeah, I saw that. And she was just so dope. She could do anything. Um, but as I far think as Angelina Jolie already took that one from you, I'm sorry. I know. Well, you know what? Hey, <laughs> you never know. I'm sure some red lips. Maleficent, no. Maleficent too, and it's. Cody? Doesn't she need a husband or something like Melissa too? Like the rise of, you know, the, the king Magnificent. Hawk. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. They're reminding us on the chat, Deucalion was Gideon Emery. Deucalion, yeah. Oh, yeah Deucalion. You guys are so awesome. Thank you for doing that. I want to know 
if you weren't acting, was there any other profession? I know you get to do all the professions when you're acting, but, like, was there something when you were younger that you were kind of like, for a second, oh, I want to be a firefighter or I want to be a mad scientist? <laughs> you know, what's funny is um, when I was uh, seven, maybe eight, I wanted to be a neurosurgeon. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was very fascinated by all the dollar signs that came with it. You're going to take all the, <laughs> <laughs> You're You're take all the pineal glands out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I get Mr. Douglas. I might be helping him. Oh. <laughs> so they say that it's the unconscious mind is an actor and a writer's best friend. Yeah. What do you make of that? Um, or what know, does it mean to you? What that means to me is just like the best impression is when you don't try it all, so is acting. Mm. you're just oh, being like we're just connecting we're just like locking eyes and it's just you know we're just letting it happen we're not pushing nothing and so the only way you can do that is when you're unconsciously you know when it, when it's organic um so you know you have to learn your lines and know it so well that it doesn't matter what goes through your mind or what like you're just you're just there and you're just connecting. Is that a hard process? Absolutely. Like, you just keep playing out. I mean, for me, it's like I'd be in my head the whole time. I, acting is not in my future. Well, <laughs> you know, it's really hard. It's interesting. It's like it's hard to just listen in general as human beings because we have so much going on. Also, we're also a little bit narcissistic, so we're also that. always thinking of other things other than the person that we're communicating with. So really, like, I meditate all the time. Like, I literally, like, focus on just focusing so that way I can really, when I'm doing a scene, I'm really listening to you and I can hear you and I'm, I'm with you. I'm taking like notes that. on so. what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Listen to hear, not to respond. There's a reason they say, uh, you know, God gave you two ears and one mouth. You need to listen twice as much. <laughs> my grandma used to say that. Really? I love that. You guys, teaching me. Teaching me so much tonight. <laughs> You so, did say to play a scientist, so I'm kind of a yeah. method actor. No. I love we it. only had one scene in the library, and no one was studying, so we have to hold down the library for it. Exactly, Cody. For the fans watching at home who you know want to be sitting here in your spot, what's some advice that you can give them if, for anybody really that wants to get into the industry? Man, um, <laughs> this is what I always say: if you can be happier doing anything else, go do it. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I'm I'm so serious because the amount of unfairness and politics and 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 luck that it requires to 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 do this and to be even be in you know to do anything like this, it's unmatched. Um, you know, sometimes the hardest working people never make it, and so it's. Uh, but but if I can't persuade you that way, then that means you're really probably an artist, and that means you're probably not going to do anything else. So what I will tell you for those people is that, you know, you need to find a really good teacher, find a mentor that you can be vulnerable with that knows where you need to go and how you need to get there, and you stick with them. And, um, you know, I have one. His name's Taylor Brooks, and he, he does really well by me. Um, you need someone older, and you need not be an asshole younger person just thinking you know it all. Mm, yeah. Learn from your elders because there's a lot of stuff that they have to give you. And, and in this business, you are required to be an adult no matter what age you are. So um, get a mentor that is really good. Stick by them and, and learn every day. That's the best thing. I love that you say that because a lot of people, they don't realize that you have to have a teacher for 
acting. So many people are constantly like tweeting at us, hey, how do we, you know, become an actor? How do I get an audition? It doesn't work like that. It's a school, just like any other profession. You have to study it for years. So it's that's great advice that you give. Yeah. No, totally. It's it's you know, that's that's what I would say. Awesome. Well, Cody, thanks so much for being here. It's always so much fun having you in yeah. studio. Looking yeah. forward to that song you're going to learn for us. <laughs> <laughs> but for now, where can the fans keep up with you? Uh, yeah, you guys can stalk me, harass me. Just kidding. Don't do that. Uh, <laughs> um, but you can tweet me anything at, uh, at Cody St. New, which is uh, all for all my social medias, at uh, C-O-D-Y-S-A-I-N-T-N-E-W. Elena, where can we keep up with you? You can find me on Twitter at Elena Jordan, A-L-A-N-A-J-O-R-D-A-N, and on Instagram at that Elena Jordan Girl. All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in once again. Same time, same place next week. And where do we find you, Kristen? Uh, Well, you can, if you want to take the time, you can go on to Cinematic Cinematic Escape. Escape. (laughs) Escape. Thank you guys. And we (laughs) we will see you next week. (laughs) From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Afterbuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the Afterbuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterbuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz! See you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 